This week, I try to find out if this show really slays the competition. And I wait for Tanjiro to go, it's my sis in a box. I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch anime. Garrett, this week we are taking on a new darling of the anime world. A show that for the most part is being considered as a contender for the new big three. This show is a test to see how to evolve and change what shonen action possibly could be in the future. And especially for a mature audience. We will be tackling the sword fighting, demon slaying, action shonen anime, demon slayer, Kimetsu no Yaba. Well, before we begin, what are new fans going to be expecting from this show, Garrett? Uh, you're going to be introduced to a protagonist that you absolutely never want to fart in the same room as. <laughs> I forgot how much, like, smell played in this show, and <laughs> I it, it, it made it even more apparent in the anime, and so now I'm like, wow, this guy loves sniffing stuff, you know? I know, I he's know. Gonna, <laughs> he's going to be like, like oh, nay, son. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember if it was SNL or another show, but you have you seen the show where um, Brian Cranston is in the skit? Yeah. And he says that he can't smell things, but this guy keeps ripping ass in front of him. And he, he's like, I think you can smell this. I think you're lying. Well, Tanjiro, sure, man, that's his thing. You know, he loves. He's got a. He's got a powerful sniffer. Now, once again, as I was complaining, this show is the. Um, it's an anime darling because it's one of the episodes shows that are coming out that are kind of trying to take the place of the new uh, as the new big three. Uh, it's called Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. I butchered it before, but basically that means like Sword of the Demon Destroyer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's a pretty good show. Yeah, uh, it, the manga came out in 2016 and it completed in 2020. So this oh, show, wow, so the manga go. is done. The manga is completely done. And you know what? For shonen, that's a blessing. Like, as, as we all know, sometimes the Naruto's, the Bleach's, the, the One Piece's, they tend to drag on and the people get bigger and bigger and more powerful and more powerful. But for this show, it found a good button to end on. That's what I think went to its benefit. Well, I think that's, a, that's probably a strength for it leaves the audience wanting more. But I almost say that unless they do something where they continue the anime longer than the arc of the show, it will never be one of the big three because mm-hmm. part of being part of the big three is having hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Licensing, like, right? To have licensing, yeah, licensing games, like shirts, yeah. amusement parks. Yeah, I, I think this one's gonna have trouble doing that. Uh, but uh, so, but just so you know, in terms of like, it's, a, it's like sellability, Mm-hmm. This is one of the top rated, uh, the top most sold manga in the history of manga. It's really? 14 overall. It has sold 100 million copies of its of its Tankobon so far. So, so manga has not gone the way of CDs where people just steal it and no longer need to, <laughs> to actually buy it, right? Well, I think I think there are the pirates of the world, you know, yeah. that uh, that tend to read <laughs> things when you know they're inaccessible or you're kind of broke. Those people are fools, and they shouldn't be doing that. You should well, but, not be doing that. But, uh, but I also point out that these people would gladly pay for a service a reasonable amount of money yeah. if we were getting 
say one week later translation. So if the Tankoban came out in yeah. Shonen and within a week they were going to get the English translation as a part of this subscription service, I'm sure that they would be up for that. But if they're being asked to wait mm-hmm. a long, long time for, for translations and, and versions mm-hmm. to be published yeah. in their home country, wherever that may be, then I could see how they might jump the gun and just procure it through other ways. Mm-hmm. But those people, you know, as some people who respect the culture, I think it's also really important to uh, generally think about, you know, what it means to the artist when they're receiving, you know, all the money that they can receive from this work. And I know this bit only is going to work for video, but <laughs> yeah. I think it's still going to work. So, uh, but to get to give you a comparison, Garrett, yeah. 100 million copies it sold. Uh, Bleach sold 120 million. So that kind of gives you an idea of how like this thing in the course of four years and Bleach went for much longer is only 20 million ahead. So this thing is really, you know, is really kind of showed, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of different of its stripes. So I think it's a, it's a cool show, but um, yeah. I also finished it before uh, I watched the anime. So you and I watched the anime at kind of the same time to start. Um, in fact, I forgot. So you've never watched the anime before this week. Correct. Well, that's because the, an- the manga came out in 2016 Mm-hmm. And the anime came out like in, just in 2019. So for me, I'd already kind of been like reading it a long time. So the idea of like going back to the beginning of it was kind of weird to me. So. Now, can, can I just say, uh, there's something that you brought up, I want to say like seven or eight episodes that I didn't really notice and I didn't appreciate or it didn't distract me. Right. But now, the more I'm seeing it, it's starting to distract me. Mm-hmm. And it's that I think that they make a lot of really wonderful artistic choices in this show. And I like the way a lot of things are represented, especially mm-hmm. how a lot of times the violence is implied. Right. But, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. Right, right. And also, it's a crisper uh, CGI than I'm used to. So, like, there is plenty of CGI in this show, but I think... It doesn't like look really cartoony, like in the or like. Oh, okay, really so I I I I thought you were having me hold off on a topic real quick, but no, yeah, it was the CGI. It was yeah. the random use of CGI in strange yeah. places. Like everything's great, everything's awesome. Let's throw them off a waterfall. Let's make it a CGI waterfall, and it looks like right. I have no idea why. Well, it's like it's yeah, it's like things that don't necessarily need to be CGI. Like the beginning, I noticed the footsteps going through the snow. Mm-hmm. And I go, why is this CGI? There's no reason for this to be CGI. Right. Like, you don't need snow and the crunching footsteps in the snow to have, like, some guy, like, programming that in a computer can just as easily draw it. But, like, I'm with you. I think, like, I think as production value gets higher and as people spend more money into these things, knowing how much they're becoming cash cows, especially overseas, they're like, well, let's just, let's just spend money on it. Let's get the computers on them. You know, kids yeah. love, love computer animation. Like, why watch a Disney movie when you watch Pixar? Like, I think that's... Yeah. It's like the, when the commercialization of it happened, it, it looks, but this one didn't do that bad with it. So I'm going to give it right. its credit with that. And there's plenty of stuff to there's talk no about. There's no sexy before. dancing bear. No sexy dancing bear. <laughs> so uh, Garrett, I want you to talk me through the show. What is it about? Um, it, it's called Demon Slayer. It, it, it kind of seems very epic and stuff like that, but it's yeah. actually more subdued than that. And so, I want you to kind of give me an idea what, what that's all about. So the show focuses primarily on a lead character and his sister. The lead character's name is Tanjiro Kamado. Yeah. And when the show opens, um, he is leaving his mountain cottage uh, Mm -hmm. where he lives with his mother 
and many much siblings. Because they are broke AF, these guys. You know? They are broke AF. He's going into town to sell charcoal. Yeah. Um, and apparently this dude is the greatest thing since sliced bread. He is like the most interesting man in the world. This man is like, all everybody knows Tanjiro the charcoal boy. All of his siblings love him. Like right. in a way that like siblings don't love one another like this. <laughs> yes. Siblings at this age are not like, oh my God, you're the best. Can I come with you? But yeah. maybe one of them. Maybe if you're like an older brother, you're right. a younger brother who idolizes you or something yeah. like that. But no one, and, and the mom's just like, you're just my golden boy. Yeah. You're just the best. The best boy that's ever lived. So, He's going into the village on this snowy cold day where the roads are not safe to sell charcoal because he wants everyone in the family to have a little bit more food in his belly because he's such a swell fella. Right. So he makes it into town and he gets into town. And guess what? The townspeople think he's pretty keen too. He's just like... Tanjiro, and he's and he talks about life is great. This is awesome. Boop, boop, boop. But yeah. I better not smell blood because that's where happiness ends. <laughs> like that's right. As he's practically sauntering yeah. into town with like the leave it to be you know, music. Whenever happiness ends, there's the smell of blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 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 weird. Maybe emo at the last minute there, Tanjiro. Right. So he gets into town, and this one guy's like, the two people are like, oh, we'll take your charcoal. And yeah. one other guy's like, hey, can you help me change this? And then his buddy gets kicked out of a door because someone's kicking the crap out of him. And this is where we first get introduced to Tanjiro's superpower. Let's call right. it his superpower. Right. Is this guy, I don't know if it's his mother or a shop owner, but whoever it is is beating the crap out of him because they believe he broke a plate. Right. So he says, Tanjiro, help me. And at first I'm like, what the hell is Tanjiro going to do? <laughs> so he sticks his nose in there mm. and he, he's like, ah, I smell cat. <laughs> so it turns out he can smell cat. Everyone knows his sense of smell is second to none. Right. And, you know, this is, uh, this is what he does to help his buddy out. It, like gets his face right into it. He's like, right. he's like, um, what's his name? I think Sam Cook from from uh, Sam Adams or whatever his name is, like the CEO, who's like, I don't just love the hops. I just put my put my face in it. I'm just like, oh, hops. Like that's what Tanjiro's like with literally everything. He has to get a sniffer at least several millimeters close to the right. to the thing, and that's his that's his jam. He he can get it. He has a really good breath. So right. Um. So so he successfully sells. All the charcoal, because everybody loves this guy now. Yeah, and he starts making his way back towards the mountain. Then he gets to the base of the mountain, and this dude sticks his head out of a hut. And it turns out it's his grandpa who lives at the base of the mountain. Yeah, and his grandpa's like, "Don't go up there. It's dangerous at night. The demons come out." And Tanjiro's like, "Okay," uh, <laughs> and, and he's like, "No, no, don't go up there, boy. It's dangerous, you know." And so he's like, all right, I'll stay with him. So he cooks him a hot meal. And he's like, you know, Grandpa, these demons, can they come inside? And Grandpa's like, oh, yeah, they can come inside and kill you. <laughs> like, all right. Hey, okay, Grandpa. <laughs> Is it something like that? I'm just, I'm just going to sit my miso and go to bed, okay? Like, so, so he wakes up in the morning and Grandpa sends him on his way. And all of a sudden, those words turn out to be prophetic because he smells blood. Uh-oh, that's when happiness ends. Right. That, that is, in fact, when happiness ends. Yeah. And he bolts up the mountain and finds that his entire family has been slaughtered. And Ugh. this got dark in a hurry. Very, very quick. 
nothing about the show, knew nothing about what it was. And I was like, whoa, where do we go from here? And what's interesting about the family is that they set it up so you should like care who these people are. They, they set it up so you like need to know who they are. But like, in fact, like knowing what I knew when I was watching Mang, I'm like, I don't need to care who these people are. And like, and they have like, which is crazy is they have like different colored checkered. They're like the Partridge family. They have like different <laughs> checkered, you know, shirts on. I'm like, oh, that's a uniform color. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like they're poor as heck. They're like the family that sells only charcoal and like everybody else is useless, save for the person that sells charcoal. Right. And they all, but they all wear like different colored checkered shirts. And you're like, oh, what a cute, but like, you don't need to know who they are because they did. And they, and this was one against, again, like I, I'm starting to see a trend where like manga will show all violence, all the violence. And it's usually gross and grotesque and they'll get very gross with it. But if there's ever like some violence, they'll censor just like a portion of the screen with like black. Oh, I hate that. that. I'm hate like, guys, come on. Like, I get it. Like yeah. you want it to be less gross and you know, you want it to have a better well, rating, but one thing time, it and makes it look stupid. This isn't getting, this isn't giving anything away, but right. what I liked about how they stylize some of the violence is this is, uh, like if someone is being picked up to have like their neck broken or something, yeah. instead of seeing it detailed and drawn out, you would only see like the outline of right. the bodies without any of the detail with like right. a red background. And, and it was just a way, there was no mistaking what was going on, but you didn't have to see the graphic violence, right. which I thought was a cool choice. It's, it's, it's a, it's a violent show. This show is very, very, very violent. Um, but yeah, and so, except he finds that his sister, uh, uh, Nezuko, is still breathing, or still warm, as he says. She's still warm, so he says, I'm going to give you the piggyback ride of the century. <laughs> and and she, not only that, but, like, she, yeah, and, like, down the hill, and he's like, she's getting heavier. And, uh, this is weird how this happened. And then she turns into Vincent D'Onofrio on the hill, and she's like, what? Who turned the girl? And they're both like, they, have like they fall off the side of a cliff. This cartoon prat fall off the hill. <laughs> and it's like, and he's like, oh, great. You know, and he's not, he's like, oh, good. The snow broke my fall. But I'm like, but crap, I dropped my sister off this mountain. Yeah. So right. what happened there, Garrett? So they get to the bottom and she's standing there and he's doesn't question that she's standing. He just mm -hmm. says, you don't have to stand. You don't have to stand. But as he gets closer, he realizes there's something very different mm -hmm. about his sister. And she has started a transformation into a demon herself. And she attempts to attack him. Mm -hmm. And she pins him on his back. And he's got a hatchet that he's holding up. Yeah. And she's biting into that hatchet. And she's got fangs. And he's mm -hmm. trying to hold her off. And as she's on him, she's getting stronger and bigger and actually expanding. Mm -hmm. and getting bigger and while he's stuck in this position debating his life mm -hmm. his dead family what it means that his sister is has throttled him and is trying to kill him and a mysterious force this mysterious mm -hmm. man appears in the woods and attempts to kill her mm. and at the last moment as this swordsman comes running at them uh, Tanjiro manages to do a roll and he just loses a little bit of hair and mm -hmm. he saves his sister from being decapitated. And this introduces us to a character that you and I both went seven episodes in, I think. Right, right. And if this character returns, it's not yet. 
Right. But they are apparently a demon slayer. This right. character travels around Japan hearing stories where demons might be appearing and chases them down and it's their job to kill them. Right. And he's sort of faced with this conundrum of, you know, this is this guy protecting his sister and his sister, even though she's in sort of a zombie-esque state, Mm -hmm. there's a moment where Tanjiro is in trouble and she blocks him. Mm-hmm. and protects him. And this is something that the swordsman's never seen. Mm-hmm. When someone goes demon, you don't mm-hmm. go back. No. But there appears to be some level of humanity still mm-hmm. in... Um, I, it's Nakuzo? Nez- Nezuko. Nezuko. And I should never forget that because Tanjiro says it 83,000 times per episode. And what she says a lot is <laughs> because that's the one thing I was noticing the whole time too, because I knew this was going to happen. I had read this manga before. Yeah. I knew exactly what was going to come. So like none of this stuff was shocking to me. I just was kind of really like more taking in. How did the anime treat it? How does the graphics look? How, you know, in four years, did the art get better? That kind of stuff. But the whole time I'm just distracted by, they, they like turn the volume down on a little bit too, so that she wasn't like the foreground of it. But how long, the 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 female voice actress that plays Nezuko, you know, because imagine it's like, all right, read it, Onichan. Oh, you're gonna be back soon, Onichan. Great. Oh, this sounds like a great character. And then like eight pages of just going, nah, blah, blah, all like Tasmanian devil noises all the way down. And she did it for like, I was like, I was like blinking myself. Like that's like five to six minutes straight of her doing that. I was like, give that woman some credit. She had to really commit to this role. I, I would have <laughs> been like, I'll do it for ten seconds, just loop it. Like, yeah. You're t- it's like da 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 Drop the bass now. Jonathan Davis and Corn. Like we can make that work, man. If I can somehow make it so that we can splice that, I would love to have that at the end of the show. But yeah, it's it's it was really great because I was like, this, this A, the woman was committed. Uh, but B, I thought to myself, this also, one thing that stuck out to me was Giyu, which is the name of the demon slayer that they meet. Uh, ah, there you he, go. He essentially like negs him into joining the, the, the demon core. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, you know why this happened? Because you're weak. You're weak sauce, man. You don't know how to protect your family because you're freaking weak. And you know what weak people do? They die. They die yeah. to strong people like me because I'm strong. And, like, and he's like, oh, God, my family's dead. My <laughs> sister's a flesh-eating, like, zombie creature. And you're telling me I suck ass. That's what you're right. telling me. So, and, and like you said, Giyu is a part of this sort of guild, we'll yeah. call it, of people who are trained to hunt down and, and kill these demons. And he he negs uh, he negs Tanjiro to basically join the guild or attempt to join the guild. Mm-hmm. He says, "If you ever want to have a chance to saving your sister and defending yourself and not being an overall wussy," so Giyu sends him to find Mister Uro Kodaki, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. who's going to be his Mister Miyagi, yeah. uh, and and teach him the way of the the demon slayer. With his and like so Tengu he, mask that he wears. So it's kind of where we leave the first episode is, is, you know, Tenjiro has experienced personal hell. 
Yeah. Uh, his happiness has certainly ended with the smell of blood. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have to see him progress. So he, he begins traveling with his, his sister. Right. Um, and at first they travel by night and it becomes very clear that she can't move during the daytime. Right. So apparently at it, when he, whenever he was in school, he took underwater basket weaving because he, he, he makes a wicker basket mm-hmm. to carry on his back and to put her in it so that she can be shielded from the sunlight. But he thinks on his feet and he thinks something pretty cool. When she was attacking him, she was able to get bigger. Uh-huh. So he says, sis, and who knows how much <laughs> is, is like getting through to her brain. But he says, you were able to get bigger. Can you get smaller? Uh-huh. And so she shrinks herself a little bit so that she can be carried around. So she can be the sis in the box. And this is the one thing. So, so you know, because basically two and three is essentially a montage. Like they have to like, it's basically like Tanjiro going through the steps of learning from, uh, you know, Orokodaki and all that stuff. And it, it, there's a lot of, yeah, it's like, it's classic training art kind of stuff. Uh, we'll get like towards the end of it and w- what it all was gearing up towards. But mm-hmm. some of the stuff that stuck out to me, the first one was that Nezuko is kind of an inconsistent character in this part of the story. Um, she starts as a normal human being and has mm-hmm. a normal human being trait. She loves her brother Onichan like most younger sisters are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But and then but when she's a demon, she turns into the Tasmanian devil. But then when she's not the Tasmanian devil and she gets like this like gimp ball gag in her mouth for the rest of the series, she is like somehow like a, like kind of like a dog at that point like yeah i don't like i get the, the idea of like you know my thought like one of my big pet peeves is guys who pet women on these shows and they mm-hmm. do that a lot in this because like Sakonji's now like she goes from normal person insatiable beast monster to like a kitty cat in like the like the span of an episode and a half and i'm just like what are you doing like it's really weird like she's hiding and she's like like that kind of stuff with her with her gimp mouth and i'm just and as i said like this one thing half turned man her brain is addled i get it but like you could have easily made her fiercer still and like but she could have been like if she was like half beast and half normal find in between there she just shouldn't become like a guppy at that point if if, like the in between is that but we get that later when she starts assisting him with things right we get to see that later i just kept during this whole training period, they basically find out that uh, demons gain their strength by consuming human flesh, mm-hmm. but apparently they can also get it just by sleeping a lot. Yeah, just by sleeping a so, lot. So she sleeps all the time, and I just kept thinking that with this this gimp mouth mouth gag and sleeping all the time, what is she actually consuming for her bodily functions to continue working? That's a good question. And I can imagine it's like if she ever does take it off, it's like those people who grew up with like plates in their leg. She's just going to like take it out and it's just like permanently like because she's just had a bamboo piece in her mouth the whole time. And does no one brush her teeth? Like, <laughs> that's the thing. It's, it's, it's like one of those things that we have to suspend our disbelief for with her gimp mouth and all that stuff. I also think um, what I also noticed about this, because basically it's a montage. You learn about the breathing techniques. He's kind of like a water breathing techniques. It's kind of cool to start to introduce the idea of techniques and different like elements and what they mean, which becomes more of a thing later right. on. But this one it shows you like how long training would actually happen in real life. Like this, yeah. this MFR took actually two years to get to like where he right. was. 
he he trained with his sensei for a year. Yes. And then the sensei said, I can teach you no more. It's all about perfecting the things that you've actually learned. Yeah. And he takes six months to do that by himself. And he's really struggling. So he's told that in order to become a demon slayer, mm-hmm. he has to go to this faraway mountain and compete in some sort of competition, elimination. It's a right. little unclear um, to, to get the final pass into this guild. But in mm-hmm. order to do that, uh, he has to pass all of these tests laid out before him. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like booby trap mountains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he has to he has to crouching tiger, hidden dragon, walk down bamboo shoots without mm-hmm. being flicked into the sky yeah. and, and avoid logs that are constantly Indiana Jones right. swinging to him. Uh, but all of this is at the end, he has to take his blade and cut a boulder in mm-hmm. half. Right. And six months into his own training, after a year mm-hmm. of training with his sensei, yeah. he, is, he is really no closer. I mean, yes, obviously he's different than when he started, but he's truly no closer to splitting right. that, that right. boulder in half. Mm-hmm. He's basically like gotten stronger. He's gotten like all the technique down. He just doesn't perfected it to what they need them for. He's going to take on freaking demons. And all of a sudden he's visited by uh, two kids in, uh, in, in, in Fox masks. And they are, you know, uh, they are, they are two they other students of, yeah. of the sensei mm-hmm. and, and they show up. Uh, there's a, a boy and a girl and the boy challenges Tanjiro and is like, you're not a man. You don't look like a man. Once and again, this is all about negging in this, in this course. Right, right. Neg him until you get it. <laughs> and they go to battle every day. And the, the girl, who is also an accomplished um, uh, trainee, mm-hmm. uh, helps him and gets him to really focus on the breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, total concentration breathing. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't count unless you. The science of it is complete BS. It. It's like you need to like get blood pumping faster into your muscles. Although all of a sudden now you're like. You didn't buy that? I, I kind of <laughs> dug that explanation. <laughs> and but like the way they showed it was that like people are going like like basically hyperventilate themselves until their muscles get big so and stuff. In like short, to the folks at home, as they describe it, is if you increase your lung capacity, you yes. can put more oxygen into your blood. Therefore, when you need to get excited and stronger in your muscles, you will be able to get more oxygen into your blood and into your muscles when you need it, and then you can be as strong as a demon. I see no flaws in that line. <laughs> it, 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 it's as if it's like at the end of like Lance Armstrong or any like marathoners training, they they then can slice the head off of a cut of rock in half without any effort. Yeah, there's a little bit of a leap there. It's like Transylvania horses. Hey, like you, you don't have to know, kind of you've just... never doped. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I've never gotten swole before. So, <laughs> so yeah, and I think then we get to the twist. There's a twist at the end of this. Well, what's really cool is sort of when he's getting stronger, training mm-hmm. yeah. this duo. And one day he shows up and he says, this is the day that I'm going to beat this guy. Mm-hmm. And he swings his sword mm-hmm. and the battle's over in a matter of seconds and his mask is cut in half the fox mask of the boy he's been fighting is cut mm-hmm. in half mm-hmm. and then he disappears and he realizes that he'd been visualizing this but it was actually the boulder and he mm-hmm. cut this eight foot tall 
boulder in half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, his sensei comes out and says, you know, uh, I never really thought that you would complete this. I really didn't want to send more children up to fight to become demon slayers. Uh, and he cooks him a delicious celebratory dinner. And in a twist, much like a, like a folklore legend of like, you know, things you read in the dark or spooky stories you read in the dark, it's like, <laughs> those those kids have been dead for years like that kind of stuff and it's true right, that- right because when when he sends him on his way he turns and waves and says hey tell those kids i said thanks and his sensei goes how do you know those names they've been dead yeah it's <laughs> like it's like though that though that woman's been dead for years like it's that it's that classic ghost twist and you're like yeah, oh, bruce geez. willis was in the trees like training <laughs> how to fight so we're going to pause from what happens in the show to talk about this show and what it does. First off, like, you know, you've seen some show in anime, Gary. You've been exposed to it. You're now kind of getting the flavor of what it has. Are you getting, is, is this something you like, you like this kind of like, before we get to more of the show, is, is this, or was like the training too much? Was it getting too slow? That was one thing I was worried about when I was watching it myself. I was wondering if that was, no, I don't think so, because the training was literally like an episode or two. And in the grand yeah. scheme of things, that's fine. Also, when you start to see him fight later on, mm-hmm. okay, so the first fight proves my theory, proves my point. It was one episode, and I right. was like really happy that it wasn't drawn out beyond that. Right. The second fight uh, was an episode and a quarter, like they pulled it over like, two right there wasn't we always joke about like i don't know if it's dragon ball z or whatever where people are just running at each other going "Ah!" yeah it's basically like like four weeks i didn't i didn't get that here Mm. so right and i was i was wondering that because i know like you know if you're younger like the training montage is kind of a cool part because like getting strong is kind of cool to but i always wonder if that gets like old after watching it a while and i like it because i think it was realistic on like what it would be like to actually train for this thing it wasn't like it wasn't also like explaining a way that you're a special, you know, like, oh, you're a special boy, you can do special things. And so learn how to do this special thing. It's like, anybody can do this, you just got to get better at it. And like, right. I, I do tire sometimes of the inner monologuing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very, that's very much what this show does a lot, especially, and he doesn't like the form of like journals to his sister. So it's like, you know, dear Nezuko. And I can imagine Nezuko reading them like, nah, I was training. just eats the paper. <laughs> No, she like shoves it up the the gimp, the gimp mouth, like, like a printer. <laughs> but no, it's yeah, I agree with you. I think inner monologues are here to stay. Garrett is going to be a thing that anime is going to have, but but it's and it's especially true with shonen anime. But I think one thing that I like to do is kind of compare it to why this kind of shows a new direction for shonen. Okay. Um, and I want to also compare it to like a show like One Punch Man, which is very much like how do you take something that is everybody knows the action training to beating enemies and getting stronger to beat enemies. And like that one flipped it on its head by making that person OP and making it kind of funny because of it. This one does a lot of like, uh, this one is good because it does very game of Thrones permadeath things. Mm. And it makes you invest like in characters to know that they could leave you at any point. And I think that's because right. no, if you no watch any shown in anime, Someone's like Dragon Ball Z. Death is is just like it's like DC Comics. Like death is just the thing that you can always bounce back from. 
Right. This one makes it like there's finality to death in this show, and you really need to worry about it because we will kill characters in this show. So yeah. that's the one thing. And, and that is kind of cool, like knowing is safe thing. When they first started killing people in Game of Thrones, and you're like, I mean, I, all right, I won't say any names, but and you're like, oh my god, they're not around forever. They're like yeah, the biggest actor cast in this. Right, exactly. And you and you go like, oh wow, I I should probably care more about these people. And I think that's what they do with this show and with this mm -hmm. with this property is they mature up the the action to be like there's actual stakes here. It people felt less were, fluffy. Right, exactly. It was it was very there's more purpose. Right. It's kind of also like and you know what I want to compare it to like well another one that we've watched Golden Kamui where it was mm. a period piece with a lot of action in it. There was some comedy in it, but like at the same time it was very true to like what action would be like that, you know, the, the actions are not too insane in terms of like abilities. We might see that a little later, but this one wasn't as much. And so, yeah. and then, uh, and so it gives it like, there's also no King of the Pirates next Hokage feel in this show too. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not like they introduced the goal in the beginning of the show and you have to drag along just cause that's the carrot by which you have to wait for to get there. Right. It's like, Ooh, King of the Pirates is coming. I know it's going to be. And it's like, 20 years later, ooh, the King of the Pirates is coming! The King of the Pirates is coming! And I think that is the thing that they don't do with the show either. And I well, they that. do set it, I mean, you know what the end goal is. Mm -hmm. The end goal, whether um, Nezuko, Nezuko ever regains her humanity, right. you know? Right. I would personally like it if, I mean, if it's four years, I'd like it if they, I think it'd be cool if they, like, killed her off halfway through and he had to just keep going, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Well, that would be interesting, and it would be a very mature way of, of, of doing it. And I think that also gives you the length of the show. And that's going to be something that introduces another concept that I think a lot of um, anime fans make fun of the shonen um, is um, it's called over-ramping, or it's like the idea of you make the person so powerful, so powerful, and there's, no, there's nowhere to go. You want to keep the story going, but like the show, the per characters, the enemies, everything gets so insanely big that it's hard to keep track of the show anymore. And I think this is a departure from that because they won't do that, right? If, right. It, if someone gets too powerful, they're just going to die. And I think that is just like one of those things that you have to kind of get used to. So is that something that you think would, would help you get more into shonen anime gear? Is this these kind of like ideas? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, nothing about this is realistic, right? But it's certainly more realistic than some of the other things. Like, like you said, I mean, Monkey D. Luffy's been trying to be king of the pirates for twenty years. Like, mm -hmm. at some point, man, crapper, get off the pot, <laughs> or crapper, get off the plank. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Arg. And so, I think now, now that we've kind of talked about the montage and we talked about all the things that he right. did to get better, uh, we then kind of go into like the real world of actually what it means to hunt demons for a living and that is this awful absurd trial to send children up a mountain to not get murdered by demons that can only be described as like the weirdest way of getting to know if someone can do something and that is like the trial it's like you know we go from montage to hunger games in a matter of a few of an episode so like talk us through the trial the test what what goes into it did you, uh, ever, watch, did you ever watch the movie coneheads with dan Aykroyd? yes and I, I kept thinking these kids were going to Narfle the Garflack. That's what it's like. <laughs> so, 
20 kids. Shut that, that that movie's 1993 out there. On Netflix, watch folks, it. watch it. It is I, I watched it. it with my wife. It's like, so no, good. Hey, this is for everybody out there who oh, have not so watched good. Coneheads. Watch Coneheads. It's so good. But go ahead. <laughs> so, um, so like 20 kids show up to this mountain. And we're introduced to these twins straight out of The Shining. It was very much like, you're going to be here forever and ever. All right, let's go into the test now, everybody. So they, they climb up this mountain and they go through, uh, I'm not really familiar with this plant, wisteria? Yeah, it's this beautiful purple flowered tree. Right. It's really, it's common in Japan, but yeah. So apparently demons are, un- are scared of, repulsed by, and unable to move past wisteria. So. Right. The wisteria grows from the bottom to halfway up this mountain. Mm-hmm. So the top half of the mountain, there's no wisteria. So demons that have been caught over the years, alive and not killed, have been brought here sort of as, one, a prison, mm-hmm. but also as a training ground to send children up to see if they can be demon slayers, if they can survive seven days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... It's very much like, you know, these kids just keep getting, it's like, it's like sending kids to get murdered. And I don't know, like, I don't know, like, I know, like, the the trainer, you know, Urokodaki was very, like, you know, he's kind of miffed by the idea of doing it. He's like, I don't want to keep sending kids to die. But he keeps doing it. So it's like. Oh, you know what we also, we didn't mention about Urokodaki? While he makes fox masks for all of his students. He wears a red goblin mask, so you never see this character's face, at least nope. through seven episodes. And he's just got a goblin nose that's like yeah. a foot long on his mask. That is a Tengu. A Tengu is a very famous uh, uh, demon in Japanese folklore with a really long nose, and they tend to have, like, bird wings and, and have shoes with one little claw. But yeah, it's a very, very common thing. You'll you see know. a bunch of those in, in anime. The more you know. Thanks yeah. For the do, 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 do. <laughs> Yeah, so, so, yeah, they're in this death trap, and they have to survive for a week, which is absolutely insane. It is, and, and not only is it insane, but no one, like, checked on the status of the demons, because they left one in there that's just been enjoying this, this golden buff, you know, golden corral buffet that they set up <laughs> for them every couple months to go in there, and now he's become, like, this, like, Vogue monster that's, like, wrapping his hands around. <laughs> It's like if, uh, oh my lord! I, it's it's like if a giant troll was doing Vogue, where like his his <laughs> if Jabba the Hutt had helpers to wrap his hands, well, all his arm became like a part of his jaw. So when he talked, it was like, "Hey, what's going <laughs> on?" His arm becomes a muffler, you know, like, it's... <laughs> and he's like, and you know what? The demon's logic is not far off. It's like. You know, I don't know why they keep sending me kids to eat, but I'll keep eating the kids. And you would know those masks you make them wear? Well, just let me know who to eat. Like, Right. Well, because in particular, um, the sensei who, who trained Tanjiro, he sent this demon up there in the first place 47 years ago, which right off the bat, they're like, no demon is supposed to live that long. Well, right. you know, animals bred in captivity who with a constant food source can survive longer yes, sometimes. he's like a koi. He's got a koi that got a little too big for the pond, so to speak. Right. <laughs> so um, this this demon is chasing down a kid and Tanjiro steps in because again, he's, 
He's such a heartthrob. So <laughs> He's so cool. Uh, and he steps in to protect this kid, and this is his first battle with, with the demon. This one also shows, like, the realistic death nature of it. Like, this demon has one kid that he's been holding like you know a dead mouse in a trap just like and then he just like opens up his maw and like eats him and stuff like that it was more graphic in the manga but it just shows you that like these are small children getting straight up murdered by these things and um i think for tanjiro he this is his chance to you know and this is where the ghost kids are going like wonder if he's gonna die i mean we died so i hope we won't he doesn't die yeah and uh, that's when we learn that his sniffer is not just to smell things, but also helps him fight. It like it makes it seem like his he's nose, a line, yeah, a thread a that attaches his. And I remember there was like this um, YouTube video, this really good one out there called Demon Slayer in Six Minutes, and I want you to watch it, Gary, because it's really funny. Okay. And like he goes like, I have my nose can tell me where to swing my sword, and the, and the demon's like, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> And it's just like, and he lops the guy's heads off, and then we get a montage of him's his life with pre-demon, where he's like, brother, hold my hand! Why is my brother dead? Oh god, I mean my brother! And I think what this this is also another thing that I think nowadays, back in like the early 90s, mid-90s, early 2000s, like they would explicitly show the violence or show like the real utter, guttural part of these things. This one was like, I'm a demon, and since he's cut off my head, I've now become a, you know, I've now gone to heaven, and now I'm now free from this burden. In the manga, it's literally like, oh my god, I get to see my brother. What? What's happening? No! And he goes down to hell. So <laughs> it was like, I think they realized how, like, harsh that was. And so in the anime, they fixed that. And you so know, I brightened this up a touch. They're like, they're like, ooh, that's really, ooh, that's really dark. We don't like that one bit. So... <laughs> And then what we also learn about Tanjiro is that Tanjiro essentially becomes like the dog, the bounty hunter of, of Demon Slayers and that like, he's like really rough with you. But once he gets you in the car, he talks to you about Jesus and hands you a smoke. He's like, <laughs> Listen, I know you got a lot going on in your life. Here, you need a smoke? Let me tell you about how Christ helped me. And so, but he, and so he holds the demon's hand and he's like, he's like, I'm sorry, man. That's really tough. <laughs> so yeah, and so... After the murder murder spree happens, we now find out that only four of the demon slayers have survived, which is the gruff and tumble one that it's like, shut up and give me a sword. You get like the lollycon with the butterfly hair. And then right. you get the kid who's like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. 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 He has some serious PTSD. And that is, uh, and that's how that test goes. So, yeah. And, and again, you to pick a so they're all given a raven or crow rather this is also where this is where like harry potter stuff starts happening it's like pick a pick an owl like i don't know what you're talking about why do i have to pick an owl is there any reason for an owl what, what does that mean i don't understand and then they're like picking or i go who knows what the hell you're talking uh, about tanjiro and his super sniffer knows what or to pick <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, it's a good rock we can sort out of that. That's good ore. Finger looking good. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know why I did that. So, but <laughs> he picks his sword, and then, by the way, he has traveled to this mountain. He has survived seven days with just under constant threat of demon. <laughs> and uh, somehow the walk home is too much. And yeah. he keeps collapsing on the walk home. <laughs> 
but he makes it there. And sure enough, before he went away, his sister had fallen asleep and not woken up, not uh-huh. dead, but fallen asleep and not woken up for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm-hmm. And so he returns and here she is walking around. Mm-hmm. Gimp, gimp mouthpiece and all. Yeah, she's like, she's like, Rabbi, baby, Oni-chan. Like she uh, was very, she, she, she didn't say that. She didn't say that, but it would have been great if she did. Or, or it's like a muffler. And, and his sensei is shocked and thankful. Yeah. He's still alive because he expected another dead kid on his hands. <laughs> Pretty much. Because you can imagine, like, he has no mask on, but you can imagine him, like, having, like, there's this, like, meme out there of a yeah. guy who has, like, this, like, flat, happy face in front of him. Behind is, like, a guy going, like, <laughs> 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 that's what I imagine, like, that Oro Kodaki was doing the whole time. Like, you can't see his face, but he's, like, whimpering the whole time. Uh, yeah. And he's like, no, I don't. <laughs> You've avenged the four, apparently 14 children I've sent up there to get murdered by this guy. Uh, so. Once again, we're going to take a pause, and we're going to talk about the visual presentation of the show, the okay. work arc about it. Um, once again, I wanted to point out that the CGI was good, but it wasn't too offensive. It wasn't too offensive. Like you said, it was literally only set pieces that they made CGI, which I, which I appreciated. Like It was just like, let's make the snow CGI. He's standing in a field. That's CGI. But like we're not going to make anything that's moving or animals look like, like CGI, because then it looks like your dumb puppets mm-hmm. that you get with other shows that you watch um uh, but the other thing was that there was this undercurrent of music that happened that was a little unsettling to me and i know and here's the thing this is the white guy in me like and i'm not it's just because i'm not experienced to this so if anybody listens to this and goes that's a friend of like i get it it's like they have this like buddhist kind of tibetan women singing in the background like for half the show and it's always like Like I know, and I know that ended up going to all in the family. <laughs> I know that it ended up sounding like all in the family, where it's like anywhere they But <laughs> I mean, it's Edith Bunker is brought in to sing the theme song. <laughs> but it was it was something that like made it very unnerving to me was hearing that noise the whole show. Once again, if it's like culturally Buddhist, right? I understand, like, and, and you can totally hit me for that. I'm not experienced to it. It was just a very unnerving noise. The okay. music was good. The visuals were good. That was just the only thing that was, like, very, like, interesting to me. The visuals were very crisp and clean, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, I think the um, the animation of the water around the sword was super cool. And yeah, it was really I, I'm nice I'm still touch. not entirely certain why his powerful new sword has water around it or that his forms create water when he swings the sword but okay i'll allow it 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 was just a nice touch and i think when we get introduced to more slayers and we see their powers more you might see like fire you might see like different things and so i'm I'm interested in that it makes a really cool touch to it and so i thought it was really really cool so that to me was really um awesome um another thing it was it was terrific but but this brings us to sort of like if there were the three I would say we witnessed three acts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Episodes. Yeah. Okay, the first act was the death and the training. Yeah. Well, no, let's say the first act was the, the death and the introduction. Right, right. We'll call the second act was the training and ultimately the passing of the final right. selection. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we get to the third act. And when he returns, now he's getting, the moment he gets a sword, he's starting to get missions. Right, okay. exactly. So he has to go to a town in the northwest, which, by the way, they don't give him the name. So he yeah. just wanders aimlessly, and he—I—I I love. He's crossing a bridge into the town, and he goes, "I wonder if this is the town to the northwest." Well, let me <laughs> use my sniffer. Let me use my magic right. sniffer. But anyway, but before he goes, um, 
his sensei says, you know, I want you to know that there is one demon, the first demon. Mm-hmm. He's been around for a thousand years from when the, the demons um, first appeared. I think you need to go to him. He's probably going to be the only one that's going to have the knowledge to, mm-hmm. to reverse your sister. The demon is Michael Jackson. <laughs> the demon is 1988 white glove, white t-shirt, black Very smooth flags, criminal, yeah. The, 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 the bad hat, not the bad, the smooth, smooth criminal. criminal hat. Yeah. Like, it is Michael Jackson. Is it very much is. Now, this is something to bring up, and I definitely want to, like, lean into that Michael Jackson-ness of it, because his hair was definitely very, like, like oh, Yes, it was very greased, like, and, yeah. like... It was very much like he was doing a Pepsi ad and was going to spin and his hair was going to light on fire. That was what he was. But this is also to show that um, this takes place during the Taisho era of Japan, uh, era which happened uh, uh, right bef- right after the uh, Meiji era and before the Showa era, which is where like World War II happened. And this is like only like a 10-year slice of when they pretty much had democracy or like the League of Nations time of Japan, where they were right. trying to be diplomatic and trying to like do democracy and stuff like that, but then failed utterly when the military took over mm-hmm. um, and Hirohito and all that stuff. Uh, it was more, right before Hirohito, who was part of the, the World War II. Um, and, but it kind of like is this cool clash of like old samurai with like new suits, like, like the zoot suit look that you found because this is like the 1920s. So you're kind yeah, of yeah. seeing, you're kind of seeing roaring 20s with samurai. So I was like really cool to see that. But as you said, yeah, this clearly Michael Jackson, who's like, I'm gonna eat these children. Doo doo head, it's me apple head. Well, well, so so we're sort of we're putting the cart ahead of the horse. So right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We up. get this first mission. Let's go to his the mission. First mission. Uh, he was sent to this town in the northwest, and he's warned about this uh, a type of demon called a blood demon. He gets mm-hmm. up there, and all of these girls have been disappearing in the middle right. of the night. Yeah, and essentially this, he gets up there and he puts his sniffer to work, and he's it's like when you see in terrible old movies when native americans put their ear to the ground and they're yeah. like i can hear the buffalo coming mm-hmm. and like that's what i feel like he's doing yeah and, basically and he finds this demon that is a shapeshifter and can basically shape himself into these pools of what look like oil but you mm-hmm. can actually step into it and it brings you to sort of this altered reality that they call the swamp mm. you can fall into this demon's swamp mm-hmm. um and so he he chases down this demon and unfortunately a lot of girls have been lost but he catches him as he's in the act of trying to take out another victim right and this was the time when i really regretted listening to this with headphones because one of the things that he this particular demon that likes to split himself oh three, oh oh what's okay. going what's going like <laughs> and like that sound in my ears was like too much i was like I had like the, off my headphones. The audio on the anime killed me. They were scraping, grinding the teeth, and You're it was right. so loud and pronounced. I wish they had dialed it back. Dialed it back just a little bit. I was like, I had like, I had to like watch it with my headphones out, like here. That's how I was. I was like, <laughs> then I put it back, and like the banter was also really weird. It was like, it was like, you know, give me that girl. She's gonna get ugly, and then she'll get less tasty. Like, give me back to me. I'm hungry. Like that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and. It showed you how like demons are like no longer once they start eating people that they like no longer come back. But then, uh, oh, but this is another thing. This is when we start getting introduced to Nezuko, the the demon slayer herself. Yeah. And my favorite thing that she does is like, like Tanjiro has to do like these like water based attacks 
to like and like slash and it's really cool nezu basically like punts their heads off <laughs> like she did for the first demon they met she's like he's like i'm gonna eat you and she's like boom and she, <laughs> like freaking justin tucker through the uprights for a 60 yarder <laughs> And this shape-shifting demon, she kicks his head, and it goes... It, like, spins several times around. <laughs> and uh, so, yes, we get to learn that Nezuku now can fight, and that she she's, like, kind of the team now with him. And he uh, basically was about to which, slice off the demon's which head. Which makes me nervous, by the way, because... Right. So, there's a moment when uh, Tanjiro tries to stop Nezuku from fighting, and he remembers that his sensei said, you know, she's strong. She doesn't always need your protection. And they also did some hypnosis on her while she was asleep that humans are good, demons are bad. I would hate for an old man to be whispering to my sister while I was doing other things on a mountain. (laughs) My fear as this show goes on will be, when does that wear off? Right. When When is is there going to be a moment? She's already been super tempted. She's before she even had the Mm -hmm. hypnotherapy there was a, a moment in a temple where they came across a demon and there was blood everywhere and you could see she was salivating like a mm-hmm. dog at dinner time and, and she fought back against it. But, but when will there be a moment in the story mm-hmm. when she's not going to have her ba- his back or she's going to falter if only mm-hmm. for a moment and it's going right. to cost them something great. So I, that's a good amount of tension I think that remains in there. Right. And we start to uh, get to uh um, the end where he, he beats the, the demon, all three versions of him, and he's about to ask who the final demon is. And he wasn't going to say it because Muzan, which is his name, uh, wasn't going to speak about uh, his master because apparently he's a scary looking Michael Jackson. Right. I believe his name was Muzan Jackson. And yes, Muzan, Muzan Jackson. Jackson. Japanese for Mike. Uh, a smooth Muzan. <laughs> but here's the scariest thing yeah. about, about this. And it kind of wraps up in a nice bow. And I understand right. why you asked me to watch that extra episode to get this. Right. So in episode six, he defeats, defeats this shapeshifter character, mm-hmm. demon, and he sent on a new mission. He sent to Tokyo. And this is really where you talked about, he's just a country bumpkin and he comes to Tokyo and he's like, oh my God, it's nighttime and it's so bright because there's lights or lights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm turns and oh my god the buildings are so tall they're like three stories tall and like he's like how could they be so tall um and while he's getting udon with his sister he smells the same smell that was in the cabin where his family was slaughtered Mm -hmm. and he abandons his sister which i do not think is a good idea because i don't think she's that under control Mm -hmm. and he's racing through the streets and he comes up behind the scent and he turns them, and you realize the scent that he recognizes is the scent of the big bad, mm-hmm. the original mm-hmm. demon. Right. Who you're led to believe that they killed his family, but that's not even the scary part. Mm-hmm. The scary part is as he's about to draw a sword and the demon turns, he's holding a child who calls him daddy. And then a woman comes up and says, Hey, hun, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And they're very clearly human. And this demon has infiltrated life with humans in disguise. And he shows how easy it was to turn people. He goes, oh, yeah, you, I don't know. What's wrong with this guy? And he, like, quickly whips his, his finger, scratches a guy, and the guy turns into um, a, a demon. So it's, like, definitely approach with caution. This guy's a baddie, and he's kind of, like, the final the other guy you have to aim for. He's the big baddie at the end. 
So here's the questions that I always ask, and you've already kind of alluded to it, so I won't ask the, the question of like, what are things you're hoping to find out because you have mentioned it before, but yeah. I think we'll go to the second question, which I always ask is, would you keep watching? Yeah, what totally. you've watched, this, this is, uh, So what are we, episode 26? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah it's definitely like, we haven't gotten into all of the big three, but I can tell you, this is this is one of the better things that you've put in front of me. Mm, mm. This is above good things that you've put in front mm -hmm. of me. It's so, very good. And there's a reason why it's got like the dark, it's becoming like the budding darling of the anime world. Like right. people are really stepping up for this one. Right. So I, I definitely dig it. It's really good. And I think another thing I'm going to tell you is that you don't have to dedicate, you know, 800 episodes to watch it too well that's a bonus too i'll <laughs> never be calling you and saying hey which one's filler yeah exactly there's gonna be no filler you know there's i don't even think there might even be like a movie where they're just like oh i'm gonna f off for a little bit and, and go fight this guy i'll never talk speak of again so it, it, it's shown in with, with no filler and it's really really good i like it i like it a lot too um i think for me i'm i once again it's it's hard for me to go back and watch an anime from a manga that i've read all the way through mm -hmm. like you have to like blow me away for me to really want to do that. that's it like because once i'm done reading a manga i just want to read another one like i want to go right. and consume You've new properties got your satisfaction your conclusion right your i got my conclusion and this one does have i think this one has a pretty satisfactory ending in my mind um but i think as i said i don't got off the island yes they they, they <laughs> <laughs> he becomes a pirate king and it's it's a great time you know uh <laughs> and the Hokage all at the same time. Isn't that great, Garrett? That's something to look forward to. <laughs> I know. <whoa. laughs> Put my sister in a box no jutsu. So uh, we get to uh, our Weeby Noob score, which for those who haven't watched the show before, watched, listened to us before, um, this is not to say that it's good or bad, but it's basically to say how you should prioritize it for your anime watching property. A higher score means that, like, you know, put it on your queue list, watch it right away when you get off this episode just like give it a go watch it a lower score doesn't mean that it's bad it just means that like you, you can you can wait a minute to get to right. it so um for me i give this my weep score of um nine but i'm gonna give it a little higher but like that know that like something's lifting it from the bottom um i think it's an, a fantastic show with a lot of great visuals the music's good um i don't think it's it, it doesn't it's I think I've watched so much anime that like no particular one thing is, is so unique that it knocks me off my socks. Like I've seen zombie killing and like demon killing. I've seen mm -hmm. samurais. I've seen even this period before I've seen martial arts. Like I've seen all this stuff before and it doesn't do something so new that I want to give it like that much stuff. Right. It's like, it's just a good representation of all those things at once. Right. Um, and so for that, I'll give it a nine. And I think it's definitely something you should watch. And it's on everything. Like you can literally go on pretty much anything and watch it. Yeah. So nine for me, Garrett, what do you want to get? I, I too give it a nine. And mm -hmm. again, I don't have the depth of, of library of, mm -hmm. of things that I've watched, but I'd just say strong execution. Mm -hmm. Everything they do mm -hmm. with the exception of some CGI and a little bit of internal monologuing, but everything they do is executed well. Mm -hmm. I, I imagine that, okay, you've seen them kill demons before. Well, you know, I think that they do it in a way that might not be innovative, but it's mm -hmm. well done. And I think mm -hmm. that any, you could pick any plot point or any topic from this, and I think that they probably are in the top execution of that, and all that all comes together in a high-quality high anime. Right, you know? I so agree. I, I, I give it a, a nine, strong nine. And for people out there who 
who are not into anime so much, I, I think it's sort of an easy topic to follow. It's easy uh, to get and into. Again, like, I know that people want, there are people who want to watch a character power up for five episodes, mm -hmm. right? But your casual watcher who's trying to get into it for the first time is going to be like, well, that's a little boring. It, 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 if they're not already in love with it, they're not, yeah. that's not going to make them fall in love with it, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Whereas a show like this that moves things along swiftly and with purpose mm -hmm. might. I think I think it benefited from waiting a little bit before making the anime because it knows where it's going, so it doesn't have to like do what what I think One Piece and Naruto did, which is like they got the anime like right after the manga came out, and then they had to be like, let's stretch out the show a little bit, let's make it go a little faster because we're going to catch up, that kind of stuff. Yep. Like I think it, it has that benefit, and so knowing that, I think the animes that come out after this is going to be really, really good. Um, so while it's really great to talk about, you know, uh, Gimp Mouths like Nezuko and, and, you know, the greatness of Tanjiro, it's always good to hear your thoughts. Is Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba the type of show that you think is going to tackle the upper echelons of the big three? Or is it one of those shows that are kind of like a dime a dozen samurai action shows that you've seen before? Do you like it for its graphics and its music? Or is that something that's been done before as well? Let us know in the comments below because we really want to continue the conversation, especially for one as kind of influential currently as this one is. Um, please, when you can, uh, you can find us on anywhere your podcasts are found. Give us a good review. It helps people to see our show. Um, also, you can find us on Twitter as well as uh, Instagram at Wombo Podcast um, and just like anywhere your podcasts are found and as well as anchor.fm. Uh, but before we leave, Garrett, what are some final thoughts on the show uh, Demon Slayer? Don't hesitate. Shimona! And watch this show. <laughs> so Gary and I are going to be punting people's heads off, putting on our, our gimp mouths, uh, using our water breaths to start lopping people's heads off, and wishing you all a fantastic. See you next week. See you next time, guys. <laughs>